everyone, and welcome back to the Classy Chicks podcast. Today, I have on a guest who I've wanted to have on for a really long time. Her name is Maya Abraham, and we met a few years ago at the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and then ever since then, we've kind of just kept in contact. Um, Maya's doing really amazing things. She founded an organization for teens called Great Life Teens, which I'm sure she'll talk a little bit more about. And then most recently, which we'll be talking about um, later on in this podcast, we're going to be going to World Youth Day together in this year, actually, in 2023. So there's a lot of really fun things happening right now in the pro-life movement, in the Catholic community, and we just kind of want to have a conversation about it all. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Like Savannah said, like, we've been trying to do this for a while. Um, Savannah and I have very, I think, similar goals in life. And, um, and I think, I think, you know, there's a quote I live by, by Fulton Sheen, like the level society can be measured by the level of its women. And, um, and I do think that's really, really true. And why it and why and I think something that both Savannah and I are pursuing. Um, and so yeah, I'm just so happy to be here finally talking to Savannah Bye. on the pod, talking <laughs> to all the classy ladies. Um, because it's a good conversation to have. It's good to support women, right? In a very, you know, n- not a third wave feminist kind of way, right? You know, women supporting women is very, very important and integral to the makeup of society. And the devil is very good at skewing that because the devil works as he did in Eden through the women to get to the men. And so, um, and so that's why, you know, the part we play in supporting each other um, is so important. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But yes, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm very excited for this conversation. But first, First, we have to start with our classy and trashy moments, as always. So we're going to start with our classy moment of this week, actually. Normally, we do trashy first. Maya, what's your classy moment of this week? Oh, classy moment of this week. I feel like, okay, actually, there was this really good moment that wasn't like, it wasn't just like, it wasn't a moment of like, it was an amazing thing that happened, but I was just like, I think I was working on Tuesday um, and I was just making plans for pro-life work that we're doing. And the song gratitude came on. I don't know if you guys know, it's like a Christian song um, and it came on and I just felt so much peace in that moment. Cause I was like, yeah, Jesus, I'm so grateful for where you've brought me um, for what you've given me. And just in that moment, I just felt this immense amount of gratitude. And that's something that I've been just working on so much is, um, is gratitude. And, um, you know, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they said, like, your body physically, like the scientific makeup, if you have anxiety, there is no room for your brain to have gratitude, there is no room, like scientifically. And, um, and so after hearing that, and of course, working a lot, and maybe you'll hear about this in a little bit too, but working a lot to support my hormones so that I can just be generally healthier and better. Um, gratitude has been so integral to that. Cause I think it's a fruit of our health, right. Of, of who we are and if we're taking care of ourselves. And so I just, in that moment on Tuesday, I just was like, yes, Jesus, like, thank you. Like, and, and that was huge for me because I feel like I'm very much a Debbie Downer glass half full. And that's been something I've been trying to change for the last couple of years. And, and that's also the song is just amazing. And I've been living by it for a while, but it was just like, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Like, thank you for your gift, um, your sincere gift of self so that hopefully I can give myself as a sincere gift of self to many other people. So yeah, I was kind of my classic awesome. moment. That's yeah. Awesome. I don't, I don't know that song, but I'm going to have to, or maybe I'd recognize it if I heard it, but I'm going to have to yeah. go listen to that song. Yeah. I'll send That's it so over. cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's, I mean, it is so important. And it is, my classy moment honestly kind of has to do with kind of, it's kind of similar to that because it's not necessarily a moment either. It's just the fact that this week I feel like I've got, I work remote. You work remote mostly too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, there's some weeks when I'm like, I feel like I did nothing. Like, I mean, I got some stuff done, but like, I feel like I actually did nothing. This week, uh, it's the week before the March for Life and everything is just so busy. There's so much going on and there's so much to do. And I feel like I've been doing a pretty good job managing that and also staying on top. I'm doing Bible of the year, Bible in a year. So like also staying on top of like prayer and stuff. And I will be the first to admit that I'm literally the worst with like remembering (laughs) devotions, like doing devotions regularly. I always start them and then I don't finish them. So um, this week, I just feel like it's been like, I mean, kind of like you said, you know, it's like, it's an amazing movement that we work in. And I feel like sometimes we get caught up in like the day to day and like, what, what am I like submitting? And like, what am I not doing right? And like, you know, right. what can I do better that it's like, sometimes yeah. we forget the bigger picture. And I feel like January is a great time. Like the March for life and that whole week surrounding it is a great time for us to just like pause and remember that like we're working to end the greatest human rights of a crisis of all time. Like that is crazy. That's a path that's not been charted ever before. And just the fact that we're trying and that we're doing it is just amazing. So, um, yeah, the, it's just this week has honestly been I was stressed. I've been January is like a stressful time because you you're you know, there's all this the holidays and then there, you're like putting off all this stuff. And you're like, oh, I'll do this in January. Oh, I'll do this in January. Yeah. January actually, oh, I'll just save money in January because I'm spending it all in the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. January actually comes and you have to actually do the stuff. And then you're like, oh, crap. So yeah. it can yeah, be my to do list is yeah. very long. No, same. And I feel like, yeah, it's because, yeah. you know, you, I mean, naturally you put stuff off because of the holidays, like you want to spend time with your family and your, and your friends and everything, but it can be a stressful time. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess what we're kind of saying kind of goes together, like gratitude. And then like realizing like that we do work in an amazing movement and like kind of, you know, that we need to keep prayer in a part of that and to just separate the day to day from like what we're actually trying to achieve. That's all great. So those are some good classy moments. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Deep. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. What about your trashy moment for this week? Ooh, I think trashy moment goes like right along with it. Um, I was just feeling like, you know, like, of course, at the beginning of the new year, you have like all these goals and everything. And um, I'm always trying to grow spiritually as we all are. And like last yesterday, I just didn't make it to adoration or mass or anything. And I didn't even like take any time out to just pray with Jesus, just rest with him. And it was just like this really frustrating moment last night of like, ugh, I'm such a horrible person, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, I could do everything. But then like, but I just but God helped me overcome that moment. So that was good. But like in that, like, yeah. split, you know, like that minute of thinking like, oh, my gosh, like, um, like I feel like such a terrible person because I didn't go to adoration tonight yeah like I said I was gonna do because I was just so tired and um but I think and I think we'll we'll talk about this in a little bit um but I, I think sometimes it's so easy to get fixed in what we didn't do but always asking like what does God want for you like I have to ask myself like Maya like what does God want for you? And God wants me to be happy. And, and I know that can be really superficial, but sometimes when we're in a, when we're in like, you know, there's different levels of spirituality and, you know, for some saints, their happiness is in being literally flogged. Right. You know, like, and that is just not where I am right now. And I had to kind of like recognize that, like there are small steps to to, 
to true joy and pain. Right. And, um, and I, and I felt Jesus said, like, it, it say to me, like, you know, sometimes you just need to rest and it doesn't mean you need to go to adoration to rest. Sometimes it means you literally need to go to sleep right now, or you literally like, you know, you literally just need to like rest and be and be content in that rest and in that and or in the joy of actually making yourself a meal right or something like that um and so yeah so anyway so that was kind of my I guess trashy moment per se like I was like kind of trashing on myself but you know no, yeah that kind of said I struggle with that all the time too but it's like when I what I try to remind myself is like God calls people to different things in different times of their life you know like this might not be the time of your life when you can go to adoration and mass and all this stuff every single day maybe yeah. when you're a mom and you have kids you'll be going to their school masses and you know what I mean or something like that yeah. but because I used to I I think all the time I'm like I used to be like I used to like go to daily mass every day well I went to daily mass every day because I dropped my brothers off for school you know not every day but almost every day it fit in that time in my life you know so there's there's like we have to recognize that there's certain times in our life where God calls us to do different forms of devotion and maybe now because I drive so much you know God's calling me to pray the rosary more in the car something like that so yeah but it is hard it is hard and we'll talk about this more too but I think that in your 20s, I mean, you're you're not single, but you're in a long distance relationship. And so I feel like you can kind of probably relate to this. When you're just kind of like on your own trying to do things, the the devotions are going to look different than when you like have a family to do them yeah. with. So and like that's yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, that's my my trashy moment is not that is not that spiritual. It's literally the fact that I haven't gotten gone grocery shopping like since I came home from Chicago and I have nothing in my fridge and I've been eating like <laughs> yeah. snacks and like popsicles from my freezer. And like yeah. this morning I woke up and I was like, crap, I really need to go grocery shopping because this is not good. Because one of my New Year's resolutions was, you know, just to cook more food and eat healthier. But that means that I actually have to go to the grocery store. So we'll see. Maybe I'll do that today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah for sure so yeah so anyway I just kind of I really wanted to talk with Maya you know a lot of these podcast episodes they're focused on different things but they all have to do with kind of being a young woman in our day and age and I feel like Maya is a great person to talk to about this and I kind of just want to hear your story what's your story from the time maybe you were like uh you know almost adult to like now yeah. like what what's your what's your story Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, my story. So <laughs> I don't know, like I've been, I, I mean, if you've not as y'all, I guess this is not my podcast. So <laughs> you probably don't know, actually. Um, but I've been highly involved in the pro-life movement since I was 14. And, um, and so I just really had a heart for it for a long time as homeschooled. Um, but I kind of started my pro-life organization when I was 14. And, um, uh, and I just always had a heart for women and always wanted to help them. And as I like kind of grew older and I did a lot of college credits when I was in high school. So I didn't have a lot of college to finish once I graduated. I also, if you're listening, I don't think college is a necessary thing that you have to do. Um, but if you do it, great. If you don't do it, great, you know? And, um, and so anyway, so I was like 18 and I was doing college online. I didn't want to go and spend all the money to go to college on campus. I just thought that was an unnecessary expense that I did not want to have loans for. And um, and so I didn't. And uh, so that kind of drew this question for me. Like I, when I was about to turn 18, I was like, 
I am not gonna just be, you know, you know, and this might be really selfish, but I was like, I'm not gonna just stay at my parents' house and and just do online classes in my parents' house, basically. And and for some women, that's great. Like you can do that. That's great. But I have, I have a very passionate kind of uh, lady. Um, very get things done, make a billion dollars, be done, retire, um, in ten years. But anyway, uh, but anyway, I was like eighteen. I was or I was eighteen at this point. But I was just like, you know, I felt like I was being held back by the fact that I was comfortable. Um, because I had a house. Um, that I was at with my parents, living out with my parents. They were feeding me. I was doing college there, and I was comfortable, but I wasn't happy. Um, mm-hmm. I knew this. There was more that God was calling me to, but I felt like because I was comfortable, I was constrained by that comfort, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something big. Um, and I decided I was going to literally move to Virginia, and I was not really working at this point, so I maybe had very little money. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like I nannied and I babysat a little bit, so I had some money, put a down payment on a room in a house and I moved here to Virginia in January of 2022 um so a year ago um celebrated a year ago last weekend and so here I am like in this this girl this 18 year old girl um who decided to move on the to the other side of the country from her family you know Savannah you kind of get what that's like and I was alone I literally knew no one here it wasn't like I went and moved in with a friend or anything like I literally had knew knew one knew no one I can't talk um you know one but I was like this is like this is where I'm going to um this is where I'm going to do better right this is where I'm going to follow my dreams and my passions and and why is that important like before I like even go any further like why is that important and I want to put in here I am in I've been in a two-year long distance relationship and so I had a boyfriend at this point too and I still have a boyfriend uh, and the same boyfriend Um, but I, I think it's important for women to recognize like I could have moved by my boyfriend right because he lives in nebraska right but i still chose the other like the other side of the country right you know i and i ended up taking an internship with concerned women for america which was a really awesome internship um i never really wanted to work in the political field but um in that like in that regard like really into it but i wanted to like get an internship and kind of eliminate it as a possibility um internships girls like go take an internship. They'll pay for your housing. Um, Concerned women didn't pay for my housing, but they gave me like a thousand dollars a month, which paid for my housing. Right. Um, um, Paid for my housing, my food. Right. And so that's a really like girls, like if you're looking for something to like, you know, push start your career, figure out if you like something or just go live somewhere else for three months, go do it. And the reason I think this is so important for women and I come from a very traditional Catholic background too. And right. so people are like, oh, like, I don't know about that. Right, um, right. Yeah. But you have to be happy. And I know I mentioned this earlier, um, like, you know, God just wants you to be happy. And what I mean is like, you have to be happy independent of anyone else except yourself and God. And you get to make that decision. Um, And, and you get to make that decision every day. And like, and people are like, well, you know, like, why would that be important? Because that is what makes a good marriage. That is what makes you a good sister or nun, if you're considering that. That's what makes you a good, um, a child of God. Um, because Jesus wants you to be happy. He would not have come down and he would not have died on the cross except because he wants you to be happy. And I know it's really easy to think like, what does God want from me? But I want you to ask yourself first, like, what does God want for you? And God wants you to be happy. And um, that happiness starts small. That happiness means, um, you know, going and doing something, you know, 
that makes you independently happy. It starts small. And I know there's a whole self-care movement that a lot of Catholics are like, no, like, you know, that's evil. That's other devil. And like in some aspects, okay, sure. We can look at it that way. But let me ask you this. How can you love someone if you're not free to love yourself? How can I go and give someone something that I don't even have? How can I give love to a society when I don't even love myself? And that is very scriptural because Jesus says, like, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And he included the as you love yourself for a very integral reason, because you can't love your neighbor unless you first love yourself. Um, and, and that needs to be based in your choice. You are you are responsible for your happiness and and you get to make that choice every day, every moment. And, um, and sometimes you need to get out of your comfort zone. And, and I always tell women, like, you need to go take a solo trip. Like, yeah, nationally is great, but I think internationally before you get married, um, you need to have a month or two, at least of long distance in your relationship, because you need to be able to confidently say, I am happy and who I am. Right. And I'm going to go do the thing that makes me happy. You know, I'm going to go travel to Greece. I did that this last year. Right. I'm going to go travel to Greece and Paris. Like I always wanted to do. I'm going to make my dreams come to fruition because you can't depend on a man or your husband to give that to you. Um, it's great that they bring you happiness, but that's not what makes a good marriage. A good marriage. Um, I was talking, I'm going to be talking more about this on my Instagram stories. Um, on today, January 12th. Um, so, but like, what is the difference between authentic intimacy and co a codependent relationship? Um, and I think this is something as women, you know, I'm assuming like the age group that's listening to this, that we have to, that we have to ask ourselves, what is authentic intimacy and what is codependence? And, and that's what marriage is all about. Okay. Like, I know I'm not married or anything, but I study theology of the body for school. <laughs> That's what I do. And, um, but it's all based in giving yourself as a sincere gift, right? And what is unconditional love? We're told, oh, I, unconditional love, right? You know, like we need to be giving that to our spouse, right? Um, but unconditional love is truly being able to gift something to someone without expecting anything in return, whether or not your husband comes and gives you a kiss at night, right? You're still going and making him that food, not out of resentment, not out of duty, but out of the happiness that you have already, right? Like that you have so much happiness, like the Father, Son, and Holy Trinity, right? They knew each other so well that they overflowed in joy and happiness, which is what created the Holy Spirit, right? Your love bear, bears fruit, but only from a sincere gift of self, right? And and so like, I know there's a lot of theology and like random stuff here and there, but it's so important because if the measure of society, if the level of the moral standards of society can be measured by the level of its women, Women, you have to be content in who you are. You can't depend on your man for happiness because you're going to push him into a corner where you both live in regret. Um, and um, it's and it's and it eventually is about depending on Jesus for your happiness, depending on God for your happiness. But I know I'm kind of like just talking. Forever. No, that you know, but, I, I I mean, I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And I think that I, I I couldn't have said any of that any better myself. And I think that. Um, we see, we see so much of that and we don't really know. We see so much and I see this so much and I haven't necessarily found myself falling into it, but I totally could see myself falling into it. 
just this um young young women right who like don't don't do this don't go travel by themselves don't move across the country don't aren't even by themselves just go hop from relationship to relationship to relationship because all they want to do is get married and that's where their happiness stems from right and And it's not going to bring you it's not going to bring you ultimate happiness because your your happiness doesn't stem from god you know your happiness doesn't stem from god at that point your happiness stems from having a man and no no man's going to fulfill your deepest desires you know you're going to get that from god and so i think that it's what did you say the two words were codependency versus authentic intimacy authentic Um, yeah and i i kind of want to read you guys some examples and like i come and i say all of this because my mom is a um a recovery coach she helps um women and uh who come from marriages and abuse um and she helped and or alcohol like any like basically if their husband struggles with addiction my mom helps the wife and what we've what we have just seen what my mom has seen what so many women have seen is that when women stop expecting their man to bring them happiness or do something for them and the woman finds her own happiness in herself the man responds and why because the man man's heart man wants to make you happy but if you can never be happy and let me preface this by saying a man will never make you happy as much as he wants to and craves to fulfill you and so if a man can never make you happy then he's going to turn to other women he's going to turn to other addictions he's going to turn to other things and so like instead of like for instance you know a lot of women feel like when their man gets home from work they're like oh my gosh i need you to help me with this 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 do this do that right Mm-hmm. Well, what does that tell the man that tells the man subconsciously all the work you did to protect and provide for our family today doesn't matter. And I'm not happy with it. It doesn't fulfill me. But what if the man comes into the house and then suddenly he starts washing the baby, you know, like giving the babies a bath, right? Mm-hmm. Then what are you say- Then you can say, oh, I love it so much when you do that. And guess what? He's going to do a million times over for the next few weeks, right? He's going right. to give the children a bath, right? And it's just it's just classic, like, you know, that that is actually how it works. And I want to read for y'all just some differences between codependency and authentic intimacy. So codependency would be saying, I need you to feel okay, or else I'm not okay. Authentic mm-hmm. intimacy would be, I allow you to experience whatever you, you are experiencing without needing to change or fix it. You are your own person. And then again, like codependency would be, I need you to support me and I will guilt you into subtle and not so subtle ways if you don't right and then authentic intimacy would be I ask for support when I need it from others not just my partner and I don't lash out if it's not available in the way I need it and and so there's a I, I think you guys can probably get the gist from kind of what I'm saying right there like some different examples right there um so like a easy example would be code like codependency would be I need you and you need me Authentic intimacy would be, I choose to be with you every day and you choose to be with me. A codependency would be, I can't be without you. Authentic intimacy would be, I love my alone time and I love being with you. And, and so that's why what I was saying at the beginning, like your community with women, with those women friendships that you have is so vital to human life. It's so vital to the pro-life movement. And, and, um, because when we look to men for happiness, we see, you know, when we look, when, when we breed a society that tells women that, that they're broken, that they're not beautiful, um, that the way God created them to be is not good, right? We're telling them to look to someone else 
to fulfill that brokenness instead of God. Right. And so, and so they turn to men and then we, and then we deal with a lot of abortion rates, right? Because what have we lost? Yeah. We have lost sacrifice, right? And people, and, and I think everyone would agree with me. The reason we deal with abortion issues is because we've lost the meaning of sacrifice, right? right. And where does that stem from? It stems from telling women that they're broken, that telling women that who they are, who they are to gift to the world is not enough. Right. And so if we're even going to talk about ending an abortion mentality, we have to talk about, well, you know, I believe we have to talk about the contraceptive mentality of it all, mm -hmm. um, which which is stemmed from sacrifice. But what at the very end of the day, what at the very end of the day, where does that all stem from? Well, where does the contraceptive mentality come from? It comes from a woman being told when she's 12 or 13 that her body is broken and that instead of actually supporting it in the way God meant for it to be, we're going to put you onto a pill, birth control, right? That shuts down the beauty of your body, the beauty of who God created to be because, because big pharma and different people, they don't care about actually supporting your body in the way it's meant to be. What does that do? It shuts down your fertility it shuts down your womanly hormones and women are filled with brokenness um and, and the whole world is telling them you're broken and so what do they turn to they turn to men they turn to sex they turn to anything that will bring them pleasure like pleasure in the moment and so if we're even going to like this is you know if we're going to talk about ending a contraceptive mentality ending abortion which is the so final solution to a contraceptive mentality then you have to, you have to, we have to start by, by helping women be happy, right? Um, you know, and, um, and for some reason that can look different. And I know this is everywhere, but like, but it's just, it's a conversation that needs to happen. And we need to, um, and, and we have got to, as women, support each other in that, right? Support each other from middle school and up and, you know, elementary, whatever, but like, be able to tell women like you don't need a man to bring you fulfillment or happiness, right? Um, because you are beautiful in God. And tell a woman can like there's different steps of being able to say that, right? First, a woman needs to be able to say, like, hey, I'm beautiful and I can make myself happy, right? I can go get my nails done today, which I'm gonna go do this afternoon, right? I can go make myself, I can go make myself a meal. And I can go rest, um, which is very really good for you. Resting, by the way, I know, you know, like I was saying, like I didn't go to sleep totally late last night, but your body can't produce progesterone if right. you don't get at least eight hours of sleep. <laughs> like it's very integral to who God created you to be. Um, but anyway, um, there's just so much to it. And that's why, you know, I've just, I've started like this kind of traveling thing for girls. And that's why Savannah and I are going to World Youth Day, but it's hard. I, I know it's hard to, um, I'm, um, I know it's hard to just go off on your own and go travel or go, um, go be happy. Right. Yes, you know, I think, you know I, I think, and I mean, I think both of us yeah. can attest to this because both of us did move across the country from yeah. our families and we yeah. were both raised in pretty traditional families. Right. Yeah. And we both still have a great relationship with our families. So hey, for mm -hmm. me, at least yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't my family keeping me from this, right. but it was, you know, I feel like it's, not, it's first of all, not as hard as people think it is. You know, if you're a hardworking girl, it's not as hard as people think it is to move across no. the country by yourself. Second of all, um, one of the reasons it's hard, or at least one of the reasons it was harder for me is because of all the, all the negative 
talk attached attached to it you know from your mom they're like why are you doing this like why wouldn't you live with your parents until you get married and it goes back to everything not that it's bad necessarily to live with your parents until you get married you know if you have a reason but I really do think that it's better to to be able to like you said you know it's it's hard of course it's going to be hard to move across the country like I'm not lying and saying like I just (laughs) it's not easy no right but it teaches you so much, you know, it teaches you all these little things that I wouldn't have learned if I had just gotten married right away. You know, I I would not, I seriously, like when I think of the amount of things I've learned, just having to be on my own, even without, you know, my dad within calling distance, Mm -hmm. there's so much. And because of that, I do truly believe that first of all, it, it raises your standards in men, you know, now I'm not going to, except a man who like, is just like, and I mean, there's all these jokes about this, but it's true. I'm not going to like, except a man who's just like, Hey, what are you doing? You want to go out for coffee? You know, like in the evening, like, no, first of all, I can make coffee myself, buy my own coffee. Like, (laughs) are you going to take me to dinner? You know what I mean? Are you going to be a man and take me to dinner? Or do you just want to talk and then take me home? You know? So I think that, that there's a level of respect once you have a level of respect for yourself I mean it just everything everything exactly talking about when you have a good respect for yourself you're gonna raise your standards in men it it all goes together and then you're not gonna right exactly and like if women if women just from a very like base without even any theology or anything in that and they even understood the beauty of like their body they would raise their standards to a higher level, right? It's not just something to be messed with and shut down, exactly. right? It and is something they understood beautiful. their body better. Exactly. They, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so sad, yeah. you know, it's so sad the amount of people I've met, I guess before, I guess up north, but down here too, who the amount of like, got like 18 year old girls who <laughs> are going around being sexually active never been to an OBGYN, never, like, don't know, like, their period just, like, doesn't come, they don't, have no idea, you know, and it's, like, yeah. first of all, it's it's heartbreaking that they're going around having sex, but second of all, it's it's heartbreaking that they don't know, they they don't, they don't know anything about their body, and exactly. I'm not claiming to be an expert, I'm, I, I'm trying to learn a lot more about it this year, but uh, you, yeah. you have to, I don't know, there's this, well, ex- I mean, like, it's exactly that. And like, before we can even go into judgment of women saying, oh my gosh, like she's going around and having sex. We need to first understand where does that come from? It comes from a broken heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about judgment here. It's about us supporting her in her own happiness. And if as women, we can support other women to be happy, they're not going to just turn to any man to make them happy. Mm-hmm. And that's why it comes down to women. Because as I said at the beginning, like, devil works through women to get to man as he did in Eden. And he will do the same in our society. If women stop calling men up to protect their families, if they start, if women start having low standards, I'm not saying start, we already do. If we continue to have low standards for our men and, and if we don't actually tell man, men, if we like, here's something I, you know, any guy that has ever considered me that we have talked and I will talk to them about the pornography journey, because if no women, if not a single woman tells a man that being on pornography is not like watching pornography and being addicted to it, if they, if we don't tell her, if we don't tell men, that's not a standard, like you have to overcome that, then we will, we will continue to have men who are addicted to pornography, who enter into marriage. And by the way, pornography is 
is um is reason for annulment in the Catholic Church. That's how huge it is. And so if you are active, you know, and so like it's not, and so like in that instance, like women, if you're not, if we're not calling men to a higher standard in their pornography journey, in any other journey, in their addiction, in any addiction they may have then we're not going to have men who protect our families, right? And that's how the devil works through women to get to men. That's why that's why God called you Ezer, women. He called you Ezer, and everyone's like, oh, that means helper or servant. But at the end of the day, the 16 other times that Ezer was used in the Bible was to refer to God saving a nation. And that's as women what we have to do. We have to first look at ourselves be content in who we are in Christ before we can even go out and set those higher standards because we have to have a reason, right? There has to be a beautiful reason why we are setting high standards mm -hmm. for our men. Once we can do that, men will do anything that they can when they're pursuing a woman in a high school or college or whatever age, they're going to do anything they can for a beautiful woman, right? To get to her standards, right? And, 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 and and it's true and so like and so and, and so that's what you have to do and that's how you can save a nation save children end abortion but you need to go out you need to go out and do something that makes you independently happy first you have to understand what that means right and and it can start very superficial quote-unquote in a way and that's why like i started this new travel thing like with world youth day to give women an opportunity to travel with women who will help them become saints but also travel and just be happy in that right mm -hmm. um go be happy go getting drinks with a bunch of women by the beach on a saturday evening or you know going to canada with a bunch of women which i'm doing in june for anyone listening to this like if you're interested in that right but just a group of women right who aren't worried about men making them happy but are just so so solidified in their community um you know every saint Oh, it's always said that every saint always had a net. There was every, for every saint, there's always another saint, right? Because, mm -hmm. because it's right. the two together. They make right. this. And it's true. It's right. how we were created, right? We were created for community because we are exactly. created in the image of God, which is father, son, and Holy spirit. You know, so. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Maya. We could literally talk forever about for hours. Yeah. And I'm definitely going to have to have you on, you know, probably in a few months, right before world youth day, but our time is going to run out. So yep. we have to we have to wrap this up. But this was honestly absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad you came on for this. And I will definitely have you on for a follow-up follow-up episode. But where can people find you, Maya? Um, Instagram at Maya Janae, M-Y-A-H-J-E-A-N-N-E. That's my Instagram handle. And then you can also use that same spelling and go to mayajanae.com. Um, that's my website where you can find more about trips coming up. So. Awesome. Well, Maya, thank yeah, you so thank much you for being on. Diana. This was yeah. a wonderful podcast episode. And for everyone listening, I will see you again next Monday. Bye-bye. Yes.